and go. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to episode 33 of Manly Musing Podcast. We have yet to be canceled or any of that stuff yet, surprisingly. So, Mary, you always say we haven't been I, canceled yet. We are not getting canceled unless you cancel us ourselves. I'm not going to cancel us. I yeah, I hope much not. Fun. I just enjoy saying it because it's everything this day and age gets canceled for some odd reason. So is that going to be our newest T-shirt? Where it says, what are we haven't been canceled? canceled yet. I think so. Dude, that would be awesome. I haven't it. been canceled since October 2021. <laughs> oh canceled free since 93. Oh go. my God, I'm writing that down. Or I will forget. Yes, make sure. Yeah, that's a good one. See, I'm all about making t-shirt material out here. <laughs> yeah, you are. So guys, if you just heard somebody else in the pod this uh, evening, we have one of my old college friends from our UNH days. Uh, Gordy with us. Uh, Gordy, how about you say hi to everyone? Introduce yourself. Kind of give a little rundown of who you are. Yo, what's up, guys? Pleasure to be on, Mary. Kevin, thanks for having me. Um, excited to talk about whatever you guys want to talk about. So um, I'm Gordy, living up in New Hampshire. Uh, grew up all throughout the world. So military brat, um, Filipino, just like Kevin. So let's go out there for those people out there, all you listeners. But uh, just having fun with it. Um, I mean, we got an hour and a half to talk, so let's talk and have fun with it. Yeah, let's talk some manly musings. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> We've got an hour and a half, and it could go longer. We've had we have a two hour long episode. We did right? have a two hour long episode, and how are the listens on that? I feel like a lot of people have listened to that one. That one is uh, today. That one's probably the third or fourth highest one that we've had. That's amazing. Shout out to producer Andrew out here for making it happen. Yeah, maybe we'll have him back. Andrew. Is, is Andrew your Jamie? Is that is that your guy? He's yeah. your Jamie? Oh, yeah, I love it. basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, I'll push this one out there. We'll get some followers out there. Oh, yeah. I got I got all 10 of my followers following this now. So we're good. Perfect. Let's go. I'm trying to get to 100 out here. Try to get Kevin, to 100 on the page. Kevin will be really happy because we still don't even have videos on that Instagram yet. You need to work with Andrew on that. He, though we keep saying to do it. Uh, uh, he lock. still is drinking too much so we live in his college life so until he's home summer, is he home officially yeah he's, he's home. home that's why he wasn't on the podcast last week because he was working he's home college is oh. done I'll... well thank god for that because i'm like waiting for clips but he's hasn't been sending well, me any he's gonna well, listen Andrew, to this... if you when you when you're listening to this yeah, he's gonna hear this clips. tomorrow and uh get thrown under the bus by both of us that's great great love it great that's just gonna be a great way to make my brother-in-law happy um <laughs> but andrew we still love you remember that <laughs> we do let's jump into the weekly sports update um we are into the conference finals for the east and the west in the nba the west thought last night that golden state was going to pull it out but they did not dallas snuck by and won by 10 which is good for dallas just delays the inevitable for them uh at this point so golden state's going to go home probably they play what tomorrow night in, back in cali most likely you're going to win and win there uh as we can see behind me the heat and Celtics series tied 2-2 new no game has been decided by less than i think 15 points this series is ridiculous whoever wins the first quarter by 30 points wins the game I'm really hoping that tonight is a little bit of a different story. Um, so we'll see. Thoughts, guys? Take it. 
Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm still, it's just so bizarre. I don't know if it's coaching. I don't know if it's just a bad day for that other team. It's pretty much whoever, like you said, Merritt, whoever can get up by 40 in the first quarter is pretty much going to be the one that's going to win the game. Um, I'm still calling that the Celtics are going to win this series, but that's just me. I'm not just saying that because you're a Celtics fan. I called it. People who have listened to the podcast for the last couple of weeks, I've, I've told you, whoever won that series with the Bucks and Celtics are winning it all. I'm holding to that, and I still think it is definitely going to happen. Where, where, where are your thoughts? Because I've seen your your uh, Instagram posts and stuff, and you've got your three TVs going on at all times when there's sports on. So, Yo, It's going to be Celt all day, just like what Kevin said. That, that last series – even though it came to what it was, I mean, the Bucks had me sweating a little bit, but the Celtics pulled through. If they can do it against Miami again, then I think they can take it all the way. So I already placed a bet on DraftKings probably about a month ago on the Celtics, so I'm, I'm diehard on them. Let's go. That's awesome. I love it. Um, well, the best part for the Celtics tonight, Marcus Smart and Rob Williams are both playing. That's downside, good. Downside That's to the good. Heat, Hero is out. So you do not have someone coming off the bench besides Oladipo and maybe Duncan Robinson, but he has not played well as the series has gone on. He had some points and trash minutes in game four, but we'll see. I don't know. I'm not really, I'm where are they this game? They're in Miami because Miami is the one is the one seed. So we will, we'll see. I'm, I'm on the side that the Celtics win this tonight. I think Tatum came out and literally said, each time the team is lost, they come out ready to fight. We just need to be ready for a fight. And it's going to be a, a dog fight for sure. Yeah. No I don't know what it is. It. You know, you see it in certain teams every year. There is just something about this Celtics team that they're fighters. You get, they have the talent. They play the defense needed. They have the young guys that are willing to take control. I don't know. I just feel like, for some reason, banner number 18 is in your future. And it pains me saying that as a Lakers fan and a Knicks fan. But, like, you know, real talk's real out here. So, you know, it is what it is. But, again, remains to be seen out here. Yeah, I'm excited. You can definitely see the difference when even just Rob Williams is playing in a game. Yeah, you do not – Bam out of bio can't do anything. It's very – much a slower paced game with him. He went off in game three, but game four, he showed up for four points. I think the the heat starters had 18 points total. Yeah. That's out of control. And according to Stephen A. Smith, that's six points each for all five players. If you didn't hear his math the other day on ESPN. (laughs) That's that's too much numbers for me. (laughs) That's 3.4 points. Per player, technically, if you break it down correctly. Gotta love it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys heard these comments from Nick Saban last week at the end of the week. Um, Oh, classic. Classic. Yeah. He basically came out and said that (laughs) Texas A&M used all their NIL deals to pay for players to come and play for them. Because Texas A&M has the number one recruiting class going into this football season and Alabama is number two so he came out and said Jimbo Fisher and 
all this, all this stuff. And these two used to be really good friends. Yeah. Jimbo said he's not returning any calls. He's dead to him. He cannot wait to play them and just smoke him. I don't think this, that part will happen, but it is pretty interesting. I mean, so for those that don't know what Meredith is talking about, Nick Saban on one of his campaign trails, he talked about Texas A&M, quote unquote, they had to buy every player they had for their signing class. He also mentioned about Deion Sanders and saying oh, that yeah, they, which they guy. bought, paid a million dollars to one of the guys that came to their school. And Did yeah, you hear so Deion's quote. <laughs> Dion's like, where am I getting this money? He's like, I don't even make a million dollars. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's just, I think in what that whole thing Saban was trying to say is that like, you know, they're not going to be able to sustain this amount of like paying for players like for too long, which was the point he was trying to make. But the way he tried to set those examples totally played off that Texas A&M are a bunch of freaking cheaters. Who knows? They might be. I mean, it's Texas. That oil money, they do whatever the hell they want to do in Texas. Oh, they do. You know, you had two guys. They're both from the state of West Virginia, where me and Merritt went to school. They are fiery individuals. It's just fuel to the fuel to the fire for these two when they're going to play each other this year in the SEC. And I mean, I mean, I mean, I don't know, like, because truthfully, if you ask me, I'm pretty, I would believe probably saving that Texas A&M probably paid for maybe not all the players, but probably a good bit of them. I mean, it's the name of college, college sports with all of these NIL deals and everything. But um, Gordy, you have any thoughts on this? I'm not going to lie, guys. You guys are way into sports more than I am. I was just a little fluke in terms of it. So um by all means, this one's way over my head. I just enjoy the ride. <laughs> find some good teams. I mean, like here's here's the thing: is I didn't grow up anywhere stationary, so I was always fluid. People always ask me, like, "Hey, Gordy, what's your favorite baseball team?" And living in like Japan and Germany, I didn't have a, a hometown, so I just pick out like the worst team out of the year. And like when I first moved to the to the U.S., actually, I picked who was it? Like the Royals. I was like, "Yo, I'm on the Royals bandwagon." Losing every year, came in, won it, and I was like, "Well, I can't go for these guys anymore." Chose the next last team. Tigers, they take it. Marlins, all throughout, it just keeps just going. So, pick the Pirates. The Pirates will never win anything. I got Seattle. So the Mariners now is this year for my baseball team. I mean, now I'm a I'm a Boston guy. So I'm, I'm Red Sox all the way, Patriots all the way. So now that I'm landed, that's where I'm at. But growing up, I mean, I never had any skin in the game. So it's tough. I love it. So so Texas A&M plays at Bama on October eighth. That game is going to be marked on everyone's calendar. Oh, oh my God. That is, uh, I already see the headlines now. They are, it's going to be, as they say, a slobber knocker. <laughs> Who says that? <laughs> what the fuck? For all my wrestling people out there, they'll know what I'm referencing. So figure you, it out. You mean all like right, all me, 10 of us? 10 let people? me ask you guys this question. Sure. What's your guys' thoughts on Clemson? Clemson? Yeah. You know, I think they're right now, they're in a stage of like, they got so used to just dominating the ACC and controlling. Mm -hmm. I think right now they just need to find that right person to lead the pack 
when it comes to like quarterback wise. Right. They've had tons of tons of talented players come out of there. I think it's finding that right footing again. Um, because the ACC, it's not the strongest conference out there. You know, Clemson has kind of had a stranglehold over that pretty much over the last what five or six years, except for yeah. this year. They've had a down year this year. Um, just with some quarter different quarterback play, but I can totally see Clemson being at contender just yeah. by the way their system. Um, what's his name? Why am I drawing a blank on the coach of Debo. Clemson? Yeah, Debo. I Debo Samuel, I Debo no, Dabo Sweeney, right? Dabo. Yeah, Dabo. Dabo. Dabo, I did I just think he's a hell of a coach. Yeah, he's a hell should. of a motivator. And I they, think I think he'll get them back. What do you got, they, Merritt? They finished fourth in the ACC behind Wake Forest, Pitt, and NC State. Um, Wait, Pitt finished ahead of them? Yeah, Pitt finished seven and one in the conference. Wake oh, finished seven me. and one in the conference. Oh, that makes me sick. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> that's atrocious. Don't worry, Pittsburgh is definitely not going to be that good this year. They suck. Um, but Clemson did lose their one of their quarterbacks. He went to Georgia Tech. Um, but they've they're bringing in really good players. They have great wide receivers, great running backs every year. I think it's just they need to find that next person at quarterback because the kid yeah, who they bet. had was good. You know, the kid that came in after Lawrence, he's good, but just had no experience because for th- what two three years Lawrence was the man. Mm-hmm. Yep. Another guy didn't have the, the opportunity. So I think this year you'll see them back at the top of the ACC. I think they're ranked number ten in the country like pre polls, all that stuff now. Um, but that stuff changes in a flip of a hat, you know, flip a coin rather. So, yeah. Not we'll to see. shed in love over there. I was down there and following me is merit. Like I asked myself this question all the time. Why did we go to school up in UNH, New Hampshire? I mean, you made a great choice going down to West Virginia. We should have got a little bit more South. Uh, hit up, I, Dama, <clears throat> hit up Ole Miss, hit up any of them. Honestly, like, me and my old roommate, we talk about it all the time, like, yeah, we went to West Virginia, but damn, why the hell did we not go to like Alabama or like I don't know if I could southern states? I don't know if I could have gone to Bama. I think I would have gone like to Clemson. I had friends that went to yeah. Clemson, or I would have gone to my like I was a dream school before I went to West Virginia, Kevin. So this is a preface this before I went to West Virginia was Texas. Mm. So, like, I've been to a game day in Texas. It's pretty cool. But, yeah, I, I don't know, Gordy, I don't know why we decided <laughs> to say, hey, let's just stay in, you know, New Hampshire where it's, like, 40 degrees majority of the year and then it snows a lot and our school has no holidays even if we lose power. Yeah, let's just stay here. It was great. Yeah, I blame today's education system, especially the guidance counselors who did not adhere to our needs. My guidance counselor counselor told me UNH was a reach school when I like applied. I was like, really? I'm pretty sure this is like a safe bet. Anyone from New Hampshire who applies to UNH typically gets in. If they don't, they go to the Thompson school for two years and they get into the school. Like it's pretty easy. Oh, Oh, no wonder why it was a reach school. (laughs) Mary, did you just freeze? Did Mary just freeze right now? No, you're freezing. I think he just froze. You're frozen. And he pushed pause on the TV at the same exact time. This kid's holding it down. Oh, Good my goodness. Oh, am I frozen on you guys' side? I'm fine on my end. You guys are frozen on my end. 
Uh-oh. So I don't know what's happening, guys, but it looks like everyone is... Oh, I may have lost... Hey, guys, so technical difficulties. I don't know what happened. My internet decided to freak out and turn off for a minute. So that'll be interesting when Andrew fixes, fixes that. Yeah, yours is the one that has technical difficulties. Yeah, that's it. Ah. I honestly thought it happened. I thought it was me that screwed it up. I'm like, oh, my God. Of course. First guest we bring on in a couple episodes. And, of course, I'm the one that ruins it again. Real quick, <laughs> speaking of guests, Merritt, so I had a request to read something on air last week. Huh. But I didn't get because I because you know if you remember the infamous first wrestling episode where my phone kept going off, I have been smart enough to put my stuff on Do Not Disturb, and I got this during our Do Not Disturb after we finished recording. So if you remember last week, everyone, I wore um my Boston Celtics Paul Pierce jersey for the to support his Celtics, and we got a little quote. From our guy Chris, from uh, our buddies from the what's their podcast? Us two something in a panda. Two quack, two quacks in a panda. Yes, two quacks in a panda. Our guy Chris, he wanted to me to read this on air Uh, in regards to my Paul Pierce jersey. Did he die or something? I can't think of any other reason to support Boston for him other than him dying by tragically being lit on fire by Yankees fans. Then I debate on wearing a Boston jersey for like four minutes. No other reason. Kevin, please read this on the podcast. And then I told him, should I just saw this? And he goes, damn it. Read it again on the podcast. So <laughs> shout out to a guy, Chris, from two quacks and a panda. We got to get those guys back onto the pod. But uh, yeah, Merritt, I had to uh, I had to spread the love, spread that for you before we. Apparently, apparently, the only way Chris will wear a Celtics jersey is if Paul Pierce is dead and tragically, and only wears it for four minutes, and then gives it two shits. <laughs> gotta love, gotta love, gotta love Chris, man. Gotta love oh, it. Yeah, I guess so. Gotta love it? that name of the podcast: Two Quacks and a Panda. Yeah, and the yeah. panda's a cat. It's hysterical. It's <laughs> fat, black it's and white cat. The show right there. Nice. Um, yes. Well, let's jump over to the news that I saw. I think it's yesterday or today. The NFL is per- is thinking of getting rid of the Pro Bowl. That it's is absolute. Yes, that is absolutely the best amazing move. news. Because honestly, I would rather them. I don't know. Play, I'd rather them play dodgeball. Instead Dude, watching of them, them play dodgeball is so much fun. Yeah, I'd rather them play dodgeball. I mean, they could do like. A, Honestly, they could have an NFL field day, and it'd be still way more entertaining than watching any Pro Bowl that they put together. I was just saying because those Pro Bowls, those ratings tanked. Like, oh, like to yeah. your point, I would love to watch like some of those guys play golf. All right, make like a all around Olympical challenge of like them playing golf, these guys playing softball or like dodgeball or something, and just make it a tourney like that. I mean, the Pro Bowl is done as it is. The Pro yeah. Bowl has been done for years. It's just they when they when they said you couldn't hit each other anymore. And all of that, that changed everything. That was when you were like, well, this sucks. Like, I want to be able to, you know, hit somebody or, or do something. I would love to see if they just said, you know what? You guys can go to the Pro Bowl. Still a big honor. Still, you know, one of the best players in the league. You're going to do these little events like they've done before and build up to the like a main event. 
And why not do like a flag football tournament? That's all oh my God. Split flag the teams. football would be literally genius. Split the team. So what each roster has 50 players on it, split it up to five teams of 10 or something or whatever, you know, for each side, yeah. have each side go against each other. And then whoever wins is the AFC and the NFC reps right there, five on five or 10 on 10 football with subs and all of that. I think that would be cool. I, and you see them playing a different way of football. It's yeah. not hitting each other. And it's, I don't want to watch, you know, Dick Chubb get the ball and just w- walk through the offensive line and then get touched by somebody and be like, Oh, you're down. Like no. that's stupid. You know what um, I think they should do? They should take it back to like when kids were younger, you had, you get one captain for NFC, one captain for the AFC, you pick teams like they do for the NBA all-star game, like old, old school, schoolyard battle, then have those teams. They each pick a charity. They play flag football or they play like a whole bunch of different fun events. The winning team that, you know, does it, they win that all that money goes to the charities that they want to send it for. I, like I mean, that idea. I think that would be fun. It'd be way more entertaining than, and like not waste anybody's time because one, nobody wants to get hurt watching the pro bowl and the players, they don't want to go. They don't want to go. Like, they were, like they, were they, got millions, they got millions on the line. Like why are you even going to put yourself at risk? Like yeah. you got to think about it. And now they're realizing it. And that they were saying that some players, you know, if you're a lower tier player that makes it to the pro bowl, but you only are, and say like, uh, granted to us, this is a lot of money, like a $500,000 contract, right? You have so many expenses that you have throughout the year. And this pro bowl used to be out in freaking Hawaii. I know. And they're like getting to Hawaii from say you, you're on the new England Patriots. You're getting on a plane from Boston, most likely landing in LAX, taking a plane from LAX down to Hawaii and then wherever else you're doing. So like, it's not a cheap thing and they're not, the yeah. NFL is not getting you there. You yeah. have to get there yourself. So I also yeah. like to see them change, you know, how like NBA, MLB, I think MLS does it too, but in, in hockey, they all change where they, where the pro bowl will be. Right. Do that every year. Don't just leave it in. I think it's in um, Florida right now. In Orlando, I think what they're doing now. I thought they were bringing it to wherever the Super Bowl is. Well, that's boring. That'll never be in New England. Then. <laughs> that's not fun. Yeah, I think that's the way they've been doing it at least the last couple of years. It's always been in the area where they have the 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 Super Bowl because the the next week is the Super Bowl. Hmm. That'd be cool. Well, that's all we got for a sports update, Kevin. You do not have a wrestling shirt on. You have a jersey on tonight. Who do you got? My jersey. Uh, I have Mr. Draymond Green. Wow. Yeah, Draymond, Draymond Green. Uh, this is I bought this when I went to see the Warriors play at the old Oracle Arena, super old arena, totally rustic, but like the acoustics in there makes it super super loud. Um, I got I visited San Fran for a week a couple of years back pre-COVID, and I wanted to make sure I saw a Warriors game. And I actually got to see them play against my lovely New York Knicks. And this game specifically, Clay Thompson put up 40 points 
dribbling 10 times. It was oh, that was kick. that game? Yes, I was at that game. Wow, he dribbled the ball you. 10 times. It was out of control, but extremely impressive to see in person. Didn't he um, hit like seven or eight threes? Something ridiculous. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, I think I think he only missed like three shots the whole night. Jeez. Fire. Did you hear about the stat from Jalen Brown? I think it was game three. What did he do? Went perfect from two-point land and scored 40 points. It was the first player to ever do that in NBA history. What a stud. I was like, wow, there we go. I like that. Yeah. Never, just never Are you still – so, Merrick, you're not yeah, he, wearing a hat today. No, I'm wearing a junk band headband because my hair was just kind of all over the place and I just mm-hmm. decided to put a headband on. But tonight I am rocking my newest jersey. Shout Marcus, out to you. Marcus Smart, baby. Had nice. to get a Marcus Smart jersey. You know, he's that heart and soul of that team. So, Gordy, I should have told you that we do this every week, um, but it's okay. I say, man, all I got is a UNH hoodie and a, and a Boston Bruins hoodie, so... There you My go. jerseys are not with me. You've got a, the UNH hoodie's good. You know, I think I still have like one or two of those laying around somewhere. There you if go. It was in the middle of summer. I'd rock it with it. I'd it's rock it. like 50 degrees here right now. So it's comfortable. Yeah, this is comfortable rock. for me. After I just finished walking, I threw the jersey on. So we're out here. I'm probably going to be in a jersey until the end of the summer. I'm not going to lie to you, Merritt. It's, uh, it's too hot for me to wear the wrestling seat unless it's uh, a serious reason. I'm going to wear the wrestling tee. I'm going to be wearing a tank so I can show up the jersey collection, which is, you know, eventually we'll have that video too. I so thought you were going to say it's because you were going to show off your guns or something. I mean, <laughs> that too. I thought that was self-explanatory, you know? <laughs> awesome. All right, Kevin, did you get any new cards yet? Oh, yes. This is the kick caboodle. So, so Gordy, Gordy. Yeah, go yeah, ahead and explain so, Hit it. So, Kevin and I collect sneakers and all this stupid stuff. Kevin has now decided to get into collecting sports cards, but not just any it's West Virginia players and favorite athlete and favorite like players in the NBA and the NFL. So we added a segment every week where Kevin shows off like six cards, his newest collection, part of his collection. And the running joke is, he is going to get one of those binders that you walk around with that has, you know, when we were kids, we would put all of our sports cards, oh, Pokemon yeah. cards in. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be Kevin in like in another week. week. Dude, bring it back. Bring it back. Yeah, I'm literally, <laughs> literally going to go find me a briefcase. I'm super Trapper, excited. Was it, was it a Trapper Keeper or something like that? Bring them yeah. back. I, I remember so, mine was like a five-star whatever it was. Yeah, five-star. Yes. Right. Five-star. Yeah, uh, five-star. Those are classic. All yeah. right, so let me go ahead. This is the my actually my last big batch that I have. Oh boy. I've taken a break because I just I went crazy. So first off, Merritt, right now we have a rookies and stars. This is out. This is number one out of two ninety nine. Wow, John Buck Butler with the, the jersey heat. patch. Yep, because if you remember, he originally got drafted by the Heat and then got traded to San Antonio. Yep, he did after so, he tore his ACL. He was yep, lucky enough to get drafted. right here. Autograph rookie auto as well from his rookie year. Really Panini nice guy from two thousand ten. Yeah, it's extremely nice guy. He's he's uh, an assistant coach for the Erie BayHawks now. Yes, yes, for the Atlanta Atlanta Hawks' development yep. league team. So 
West Virginia history right here. I got Mr. Hot Rod Hunley, rookie card. Greatest from... man I've ever met in my life. Yes, you can get me very nice. If you can get me one of those cards or find another one, I will be so happy because I've met him in person. Of Hot Rod? Yeah. Um, Perfect. So I, I have I a list in... of cards that I want to get you anyway. Awesome. When I lived in Arizona, he retired out there. Yeah. And he would come to all the West Virginia like football game watch parties we had. Mm-hmm. And it was my first time there. And the guy who ran him was like, oh, that's Hot Rod. I was like, kind of running through my head. I'm like, I know the name. He goes, oh, yeah, Hot, Hot, Hot Rod highly played with Jay. I'm like, oh, crap. So we start talking. He's telling me all these fun stories. Like he only played in the NBA for a short period of time. And he became an announcer and analyst for the Utah Jazz. He won a ring when the Jazz got a ring and stuff that way. Mm-hmm. But honestly, one of the coolest, nicest guys I've ever met in my life. That's awesome. Nice. All right. Well, I will keep note of that. So I have uh, this. This one is of him in his Lakers jersey. Yep. And this is a signed autograph by him of him. 95 upper deck card of him autographing, especially when he was at West Virginia. Nice. So our guy right here. 155 out of 199 rookie card Javon Carter. The man ain't getting a ring anytime soon. Oh, it's heartbreaking. One of my favorite players. I'm a Knicks fan. Number 29 out of 99 signatures impeccable shots. My guy, Mr. Allen Houston. Uh, he Fucking had a great it. shot as a, when I was a kid. I loved watching him play. Loved Allen Houston. Then right over here, my Pat McAfee collection. So I have him when he signed at the Senior Bowl. <laughs> then certified sports guaranteed, mint condition, 9 out of 10. Leg- oh, oh, God. Legends of the <laughs> Fall. <laughs> Legends of the Fall. Oh, my God. That hair. I forgot. Yeah. Uh, then also certified sports, mint, 9.5 out of 10, dual threats. I just thought it was cool to see him throwing the ball. So I was like, all right. He has a, he threw a touchdown. Yeah. I don't know time. if this is the one, but so pretty much that's these two were probably my most expensive in bidding wars. But my most expensive card that I had to go through, it literally came down to the last moments. It is a Beckett autograph, authentic autograph, upper deck. From 2015, Jerry West, our logo, Mr. Jerry West, in his WV like outfit. That is the statue of Jerry West, right there. Literally, the statue that's in front of the the Coliseum in WV. I had to get this one. I was like, I don't care what it's gonna take. I will fight to get this one. And now this is to the collection. So I got all the people that I really wanted. Yep. When it come to this, and like, and I would think probably the most important. There's a probably a couple other guys I'm going to look for, but uh, we're going to, I'll probably will slow down a little bit unless I find something fun over you, at my local card shop. You said, um, so you said that with your sneakers and then like you got yeah. three more pairs of shoes, like right after. So I don't want to hear so, that. So just be prepared. Probably I'll have a whole nother deck for you next week. To <laughs> yeah, share. So I'm 100% prepared for this, Kevin. It's uh, one of those things that's just going to keep happening. I know it. Yeah, so. it's it's a never-ending cycle. Never-ending right. cycle. All right, so now we're going to get to the fun part of the show. Gordy, this is now all about you. And yes. Yeah. Fun. So now you can, you know, enjoy 
less of us talking and more of you talking, I guess. Hey, man, I'm a, I was having an entertaining and informative, knowledgeable conversation with you guys in terms of sports in West Virginia, because I knew nothing about that. I don't know any of those players, but Kevin, I hope that collection hits it for you. Because that last part, when you had it, the statue one, that was a bomb-ass pose. Yeah, so. I'm hoping eventually I just get all of this, and then maybe when I grow older, you know, I could, like, bundle, sell it, and then that could be, you know, I can cash it in for something. But, you know, that's a lot of fun. The card industry is a very interesting industry, so, you know, we're going to have some fun with it. Exactly. That's all it's about. I remember as a kid just always collecting them. And just like trading them and doing whatever. And now it's, and then just forgetting about it as we get older. And now it's like, oh, it's car collecting's back. I'm like, like damn, I wish we knew better. It's like, wish (laughs) we knew better. Because Lord only knows, I could have had a, like, you know, the, like the big scene now is like the Pokemon card scene is like coming back. Yeah. If you had the old Charizard, $500,000. I got to find my Pokemon cards because I know I still have like, the good ones i got rid of a bunch of the like you know the power up the power up cards that you could always get but anything that was like a star or whatever i still have them just don't should, know where you should honestly find them. if you find them I'm i would them. honestly get them no no what you gotta do is you get them graded and then sell them okay because my so one of my buddy my my old roommate uh from wv he found his old charizard uh, his buddy got it graded for him. Uh, it graded like a 7.5 out of 10 because a little bit of nicks and a little bit of scratches. Ended up cashing in for a hundred, for about $500. No, not bad. Okay, yeah, I need to go find these cards. All so right, go find money. them, and then we got to go get them graded. So yeah. let me know when we find that. Okay. Dude, I, I feel like there's so many people that are just sitting on them and maybe have that Charizard one that you're talking about, Kevin, and just have a landfall in their basement. And then their parents just go and do a yard sale clean out and just get rid of them. I remember like a couple of years back that you could go to Walmart and get the original like like packs of them for like 99 cents. And I'm like, damn, if we were just smart enough, just like what if we just didn't open it and we just didn't open it until like now. And we could have technically sold that entire like pack for like a couple thousand dollars. I could have probably paid my student my student loans with that. Probably. I mean, that's the question nowadays is what's that next thing? What is that thing now? Like, when it, for us, when we were growing up, that was Pokemon cards. Like, we didn't know better back then. But now, yeah. you know. So, like, what's that thing now for today's generation? That's the question. Uh, that is a great question. Yeah. Because everything know. is now digital. Yeah. That's what makes do, it harder. Because it's going to be the NFTs and, you know, the continued growth of that? Or is it going to be something else that's going to be <clears throat> evolved throughout the metaverse that they're creating? So, yeah. That was actually a good thing. I don't know if you guys heard about that one with like the Snoop Dogg metaverse, like plot of land that someone bought. Did you hear that? Yeah. Some, he Didn't he spend like an astronomical amount of money on a, like Just, a plot of land in the yeah. metaverse? Yeah, it was like in the metaverse, the sandbox, and one of these little like alternative universes. But some guy found out like, I think it was Snoop Dogg. Was it Snoop? Snoop yeah. had a plot. This guy went in and bidded for a plot right next to him. Which I was like, I was thinking, I'm like, why would someone do this? And I was trying to figure it out and just like throw some logic behind it. And then it started to make sense. Like, have you guys ever like worn an Oculus, like Facebook Oculus? Mm-hmm. That thing? I have once. I have tried it once. Man, it freaks me out. I'm not going to lie to you. It's yeah, crazy. it's it was too actually, much. 
it's it's badass. And then here's where I think like where this was going is let me ask you guys this question. Have you ever run into a celebrity? No. No? Yes, I have. Yes. All right. How likelihood are you able to run into that celebrity again? Probably zero. Zero or chances of one ninety nine 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 nine. All right, so picture this. So in that metaverse or whatever, they wear those Oculuses and they got that virtual reality world, right? So Snoop Dogg can wear his, this guy can wear his, and they're technically living next to each other, neighbors in this some sort of metaverse, right? Oh God, he made crazy money for doing that. So think about it like this. What if like Snoop Dogg's out there just doing like virtual gardening or something and this guy comes out and just like sees Snoop Dogg and has a conversation with him and it's actually Snoop Dogg. So now he's actually conversing with Snoop Dogg in an environment where he would never have had that ability if he never bought this parcel of land. And what if they kicked it off, became friends or whatever? Snoop Dogg's like, yo, you're actually pretty cool. Come over to my place out in LA. I'll fly you out. Let me meet you in real life sort of thing. So from this guy's perspective, if you want to get in that circle of celebrities, he might've just bought like a little landmine to get his foot in the door sort of thing. That's how I saw it. That is, that is so, that is so crazy. Like yeah. to think about. It's still hard to wrap my head around like, that we're create they are creating a digital world where people want to like live. And I'm like, aren't there movies all about this that this is not a good idea? Like they make this sound like a very bad idea. I, I, I'm not I, I gonna feel do like, it. I feel like I've seen like because like all of those like different like video type video game things, like you people meet each other from these games. Like you see them like when you're walking around through like that metaverse. Mm-hmm. And like people like meet each other and like have like relationships, like real relationships with each other. And it's like, man, that like really happens. That is something that really freaking happens. That's very I mean, weird. Dude, it's it's crazy thing about look, look, I just met Kevin tonight. We're all virtual, whatever. It's just a different platform. We're looking at screens rather than headgears and stuff. But I mean, it's crazy to think that that's how interconnected like we are now. Yeah. So so let me ask you this, and this might I don't know if there's younger generations watching this, so I'll say Gen Z's probably wouldn't get this. But our generation, the generation is older than us. I was talking with a buddy at the bar, and we were just kicking the kicking the conversation. And um, his daughter was there, and we asked her. I was like, "Hey, her name. Have you ever had Have you ever had to call someone and ask, hey, is Merritt home?'" That's a question nobody ever asks anymore. There's no more oh calling and not knowing who's on the God. other line, and oh you have to ask God. that question. That Keep is so true. true. Because there, you know, no one has a home phone anymore. Yeah, Remember nobody this? has a home phone. Yeah. Not only just that, it's n- nobody goes and talks anymore. It's, hey, you home? It's by message. Straight text, yeah. Oh remember that God, stress? Think about like, that. Remember like dating a girl back in the day? You're like, hey, is uh, oh, is yeah, back no. home? And it's her parents answering the phone. You're calling and it's her mom or dad. Oh. Now you got to start up a conversation. Kids yeah. don't have to worry about that. This, this Yo, thing. that is so true. Even think about like... Remember, like, you know, I, I I always think about the times of when, like, you know, you're going out to go ask your friends to see if they can come out and go play outside. Exactly. No, like, nobody would really go and do the whole ring the doorbell. Hey, is Gordy or Merritt home? Yeah. Uh, can they come outside and play? They don't do that anymore. It's like, hey, yo, come outside. That's yep. it. Yo, I'm here. Wow, I never like, thought about that. You know, there's no more anxiety. There's no more stress these kids have to deal with. Like, oh, that was the that was the upbringing. That can build character. <laughs> those kids. No facts. Yeah. Those kids will never understand taking a Nintendo 64, undoing the game, blowing into the game, blowing, blowing yep. into the, everything, and going, and it working. 
because yep. all they have to do is just reset a button on a on a uh, video game console now. Well, it's, you don't even need a disc anymore. No, because if you have the internet and like connected to wireless, you just download the games. Yep. There's no yep. need for a cartridge or disc. Dude, it's crazy. Think That's about it. So remember, remember back in the day? Yeah, remember that. Go be, to kind, best. Be, be kind, please rewind. Oh my god. Dead. Go to Best Buy, and Best Buy was like all DVDs and CDs. Now it's like, nope. What do you find at Best Buy anymore? I, I haven't been at Best Buy in forever. Uh, I went in and no, I didn't even get my mic at Best Buy. I don't remember the last time I went to one of those. I think the last time I went, they all they had was some video games, and then that's it. Like maybe like TV, they sell TV equipment and things like that. But I don't, I don't like because I always like Mary, like you said, like every time I thought of Best Buy, I'd be like, oh, that's where I get my my CDs, my DVDs. That market is completely dead. Dude, I think it, I think you're right. It's just gonna be those big box toys like TVs and stuff that you need to see in action and live to be able to make that purchase. It's not gonna be like video games and music where you just know what you got and no matter what, wherever you buy it, it's gonna be the same thing no matter what. I so. do enjoy the fact of like having music on my phone though, instead of having to go to a store and buying it. <laughs> like it's less stuff that I have to carry around. No, that's true. Think about it this way: like you you would buy the CD. And then you would take the CD, you'd have to put it into your laptop or computer to download it there. And then now you just have this CD laying around unless you have a car, like my old car. I oh loved it because God. I could just play all my CDs and then I could do, I have like the whole binder of all my CDs. Dude, I remember Classic. that. That was, oh my God, dude. It's just been so easy now. Cause like now it's just streaming. Like you don't yep. even have to store anything. You don't have to download LimeWire. That's dead. All that stuff is pretty much. Whenever you need, it's at your fingertips now, which is crazy. Convenience-based world. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into this. Hit it. Gordy, can you tell everyone how we met and the ridiculous stories from our first day of meeting each other? I yes. can't wait for this. I'm very excited. Oh, so, so, Kevin, believe it or not, uh, we met on Craigslist. So <laughs> <laughs> I posted something. This guy creeped on it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm so not going to lie. You almost had me there. So you could have you played with that for a little bit. Well, you want to know what's funny is 86% of people believe a fact that there's a percentage in it. Mm-hmm. So that one, you just probably believe that one too, huh? <laughs> Man, that is out uh, of it's, control. It's, it's I, I, so, I got I to hear this story. I got to hear this story. Uh, oh, no, okay. so, all right. So, um, so Merritt, so we go back. We were 14, talking a little earlier. Was it 14 years 14 now? years we've known each other. We're what, 32 now? So that's what, one third of our age? Something like that? Almost, oh, we're, no, it's almost half, half our age. Yeah, yeah, It's almost God. half our age, bro. We're getting old, okay? getting old but um so Merritt and i were were freshman orientation roommates so oh wow yeah Yeah. that is oh my god i remember like at least my freshman orientation roommate was so glad that he never had to see me again (laughs) because my snoring is out of control Mm -hmm. and yeah but please go on i love it no like it was dude what a weird time right it was so weird yeah, everyone's at this this area. You like do your you orientation. You're forced to meet people, and you couldn't leave the. They weren't allowing us to leave the building. Right. We weren't allowed. Wait, what? To, yeah. So like the thing was like that we got there on like a Friday, and we were there. Nah, for, dude, I think it was like a Thursday or something like that. Yeah, it was some. Yeah, it was Thursday through like Saturday or something. We were there. Yeah. It was it was very odd like time frame, but like. You weren't allowed to leave the building the first day. They like brought in food. They did all that. 
And then the next day you got to walk around campus and see the campus and go to your, what your classes would be. But then that night you couldn't leave the building again. It was a weird time for sure. But hey, luckily, Merritt and I kicked it off. Um, I honestly, I don't even remember seeing you much that at that point in time. No, I maybe saw you for like a total of 35 minutes. I don't even know if you slept in the room. I did, I did. I did. I oh, did. I, I came back and you were, I think like everyone, there was, was it everyone like on the same floor or something? It wasn't like it was a ton, a ton of kids. I feel like everyone was on like the same one or two floors at Stoke yeah. and they had like the get together parties just to meet people. And I think I stayed up until like two o'clock in the morning, hanging out with people and then went to bed and Gordy had like had left at like 11 or something. I was done. I don't know if I drank that night, but I was done. <laughs> I don't think you did. I yeah. No, we, I didn't know. I mean, I did. that's a, yeah. So since then, dude, there's 14 years right there of getting to know you from, from being forced in there. So it's crazy how that happens. It's yeah. And we pretty cool. hung out here and there throughout college, but you had your, your group of buddies. I had mine. And, but anytime I'd come back to like a visit when I was home from U and H, like one of the one people I would always see is Gordy. Like we go out to the bars and just like chill and get totally wrecked and <laughs> hang out. Like it was great. There's pictures on facebook of like us sitting up because you you lived in the same dorm as me sophomore year yep we were both in hetzel yep and there was plenty of pictures where gordy and i are i our eyes are glazed over sold over unh t-r-u-n-h-k oh god good times i remember the night that we had this the power outage because the tree fell down and my floor mates came back from the grocery store or the little convenience store behind uh, D Hop with door two four. Yeah, with a cart full of beer that was going to go bad because they weren't sure how long the power was going to be out for. So the guy literally just like sold them like however much, and they had they didn't have fakes. They were not they weren't twenty one at all, and they just come back. They're knocking on our, all our doors and we just are hanging out. One guy's got like a Wi-Fi connector through his phone. So we're watching basketball game or baseball game that's on and just getting tanked in the basement. Dude, good times. So, so I tell every, like I got interns and stuff that work um, for my division and everything. And I always tell them because they're still in school. I'm like, yo, just fail one year. Just, if you can't just fail one year and milk it out. Just get five in there after just, that you're just working so just transfer college. just tell them that tell them yep. the transfer instead because that's what i did and i still had to stay for an extra year so uh, yeah, that's a smart move <laughs> i try there's you know like you said i i'm happy i went to unh but man realize there's a lot more out there after i left oh, oh yeah that's why in the beginning i didn't even consider being anywhere near close to home it was either be far away or even farther away. So <laughs> I think like New Hampshire, it's different. I don't know. I think maybe it's changed now. I know a lot more people that have actually like gotten out of New England for college. Yeah. But like when we grew up, it was always stay close to home, you know, stay where you, you're comfortable. And then I got to UNH and it was great, but I also sophomore year, as Gordy can attest, I partied more than probably anybody should have, and was like not doing well in school. Like, <laughs> freshman there's, year, there's the crutch. did good, 
dropped out of business school, which I was in with Gordy. And Gordy could tell you, I was not good at the business school. That was a really tough time for me. That was hard as hell. No, what are you talking about? I cheated off of you. How'd I make it through? <laughs> no, I cheated off of you in economics every damn time and made sure that Andrew wouldn't sit between us because I knew he didn't know what he was doing. Oh, I was like, Gordy knows this stuff. I get like 60% of this stuff. So I'm going to get a D. <laughs> Perfect. Oh my gosh. That's funny, dude. Because I, like, honestly, I was cheating off of you. So I don't know oh, how we made it through. God, <laughs> how did... Kevin, did we cheat off of you too? What, what was going on? I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even cheat off of me. I mean, shoot. Actually, that's true. I never cheated off of Kevin in, in sport management classes because I knew it wouldn't do well. I yeah, think Kevin cheated off gonna, of me. No, yeah. honestly, I just try to make it work, and I was just like, yeah, we just let it rock. My favorite story of like, you know, the quote unquote everyone cheating on test thing. Gordy, you didn't have to do this. You were never part of a class like as big as Kevin and I could have been in. Like one of our classes or one class I had was almost 400 students. Yeah, geez. ridiculous. It was a business law class that we had to take. Um, and our teacher was not a very in shape human being, unless you want to call a circle a shape at that point in time, which it is. Um, and she told us she would not move from the front of the classroom at all. I went to a total of 10 classes. What class is this? Business law down in uh, the weird name building. I can't remember. In the middle of in downtown campus. Did I ever take that class? I don't even know. I don't I know. That class. Howard was in it. Jamie, James was in it. All, there was a bunch of guys. Steve was in it. Um, and we had our final. And all sport management students sat next to each other in that in the class and every other test was different like you had a blue test i had a green test kevin had a blue test okay kevin give me the blue gordon and i are going to work this you're going to work with the guy next to you on the green that's how we did it and we all walked out of there passing the t- the class by getting i think nine no one got lower than an 85 on the nice. final <laughs> i don't i'm 100 sure I don't think I was in that class, just for anybody listening. I don't think I was definitely in that class. But I can definitely assure we definitely had some classes where some things were happening. But I Kevin's definitely was not. Kevin's over here class. playing legal. I love, I, I, love I, am definitely, I love having it on my wall, so there's an asterisk. I plead the fifth. <laughs> Kevin, I don't think they're going to do anything about it now. I, I really know. don't. I already, I'm already still paying them in student loans. So I've, I've paid them all my money and I give them more money when I want to go to football games. So exactly. they, yep. can, they can, they, be happy about they it. still will love us regardless. Yep, exactly. All right, Gordy, I didn't, I forgot about this. So you grew up total military brat, you know, walk us through like where, you know, where were you born exactly? Like, were you born in the in the United States? Were you born in Germany? Where were you born and how did it shape where you went from your career to now, like all that stuff? Just tell the story. All right. No, let's tell the story. Yeah. Right. Tell yeah. the story. All right. So, and this is probably good because there's a very niche population out there of military brats. So like they can relate. We're a, we're a small breed, but we're out there in numbers. So I was born in New Mexico. Merritt, let me know when they drain it three because I'm watching it too. <laughs> is I was born in New Mexico, so I was born stateside. Got it? Three. Money. See, I'm calling it. Um, so my dad was in the Air Force, right? 
And I got up. So it's me, my dad, my mom, my brother. And we traveled. So he's getting stationed in the military. And we're always overseas. So I lived a total of eight years in Japan, four years in Germany. That's cool. And two years in New Mexico. And then after my dad retired, popped over to New Hampshire. How I'll tell he, you this, dude. How did he pick New Hampshire out of all the places in the world? He all states in the world. He went to New Hampshire. He, he went to a, New he Hampshire. A, he threw a dart from 30 feet away and it landed. Oh, God. I really hope he didn't do that because that's a really good aim. It's really bad aim when he was looking for cap. No, <laughs> he uh, so he grew up there, so that's where his family was from. Okay. So my grandparents and everything, his brothers, my uncles. So, so is he, after is after he from Keen like you are, or is he's from a small town called Charlestown, New Hampshire? Oh, wow, that's a tiny yeah. ass town. So, that's... dude, so listen to this so me and my brother, we're living in tropical islands in, the, in Japan on Okinawa, we're living in the Black Forest in Germany along the rivers, and then we get tagged to New Hampshire in the dead of winter. And it's boring. It's farmland. The high school I went to, you would send me cows. We were like, what just happened? What happened to the beaches and, and tropical weather that we were used to? <laughs> so New Hampshire was very eye-opening for sure, dude. It's crazy. It was very white, too. It was. Dude, I'm not going to lie. Check this out. So I went to a, a high school, very like a regional high school out in the middle of the area. Did you go to me Keen? and my brother, me and my brother, when we went there, it's called Fall Mountain. Oh. When we went there, we doubled the population of the minorities. So there was two before us, and we doubled it to four. Oh That's how diverse God. we were. Yeah. yeah. New Hampshire is like, I think right now, sits at like 10% diversity rate. Yeah. It's very, very small, but it's, it does it gets bigger every year because we have a lot of um, African-American, or Africans, sorry, they're not African-American, they're Africans that come over and live in manchester nashua and concord like the bigger cities and yep. so like Wendy and gabriel kevin's a great example he's from the sudan his family came over to manchester and just one of those hubs that you know people move to which don't know why manchester is really not a great spot to live in but hey i can say that i live there yep I mean, dude, New Hampshire, it's in, I mean, I don't want to throw this on the map with this podcast, but it's a hidden gem. It's one of those states where the people that live there love it and don't want anyone else to come there. But it is one of those states that has all four seasons. And what holds me down here is the fall. I don't know about you guys, but you come here during the autumn, fall time. So, yeah. I've been to I, New Hampshire once. Okay. Yes. Because I'm one of my parents, are one of, they wanted to do that whole climbing Mount Washington. Yeah, <laughs> I think we have those on one of our old cars. And yo, it's it's crazy up there. Dude, yeah, yeah. I love seeing those. I've seen those in New York. I've seen some of those. This car climbed Mount Washington. And I just start laughing when I see those. Um, but like New Hampshire is one of those states, like Corey said, like if you want all four seasons plus a fifth, usually second winter, yeah. um, then you're golden. <laughs> you're golden. Like Come like March, all of a sudden it gets really warm. And you're like, oh, spring's right around the corner. And then Mother Nature just gives you two middle fingers and says, nah, here's about 10 more feet of snow. Yep. Take the shovels out. <laughs> you're like, no, no. But yeah. No, it's a beautiful area though. Like it's it's grown. I mean, anyone that's from here or just moves here, it grows on you. Mm -hmm. Um, but hey, the world's your oyster. Yeah. I I try to convince my wife every day. Let's move back to New England. Massachusetts, New Hampshire. I'm cool with those two areas. 
just not southern massachusetts because there's like literally nothing to do in that <laughs> part of the state and that's where yeah. she's from i'm like yeah no there's nothing to do there let's stay yeah. up north a little bit so all right what do you do now gordy because i kind of know but our audience doesn't know and you might be able to give some insight to people looking to do what you're wanting to do or insight into other things so oh for sure dude all right so yeah um i mean merit because what'd you what'd you graduate with you got a sports management degree yeah i got a sport management degree with a couple of minors gotcha all right so um so my backstory my origin story is went to unh got a business admin degree with a focus in marketing um i don't know i don't know what you were merit but then kevin are you, you the same degree as merit as well yeah i'm a sport management degree with a minor in communications communications yeah so like I went into UNH not knowing just like every other business major out there what I wanted to do. I mean that's common knowledge across anywhere I, I would assume. So like to me like what business admin included what administration which is managing people, finance and accounting which are the numbers and and, and health of a business, economics is just micro and ma- macro like what's going on cause and effect. So I chose marketing because marketing to me was the psychology of business and like that intrigued me because like, I didn't know that. I know the numbers, I know the management, I can deal all that. So I focus on marketing and say, all right, why do people buy? What's the thought process behind it? So come four years later, wish it was five, graduated from there and somehow got sucked into the CPG industry, which is food pretty much. So like when you guys go grocery shopping, there's all those brands on the shelf. Mm-hmm. I'm now in that industry of getting it there. And there's a lot that goes on to it. Cool. Yeah. I mean, it's, I don't know how it happened, but I just got wrangled into a company, um, did my time with them. Uh, excelled to a point and then jumped to another company where from there on a much stronger, better company and just skyrocketed from there internally in terms of growth. And now um, with me and my team, we've built a, a new entity, a new division um, that's strictly on e-commerce. So online shopping. And in today's world, you guys can see with COVID and everything, it is huge. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Gordy's show me some of his stuff. Like just through text message and conversations we've had throughout the years. And it's, it's impressive what you've done, Gordy. I hats off to you because I don't think I had the mindset to do it. I got out of business because I could, I couldn't do it. (laughs) I look at it like a game Merit. Honestly, it's, it's a game to me is business is, I mean, everyone's got their niche in terms of what they like to do. Kevin's got cards and collections and all that stuff. You got big, big in the sports and everything, and just general networking is from what I'm picking up too, Merit. Um, I was just into business numbers and, and growing a project, and to me, that project is a company. So, um, I mean, growing up, I don't know if you guys played it, but like Roller Coaster Tycoon, Lemonade Tycoon, oh, Trade Winds, all those games. I remember playing Age of Empires. Yeah, like, yeah. Those types of games, like, were just strategy, and then I figured out, like, oh, this is how I apply it in real world, and that's what happened. That's a hell of a way. You know, honestly, like people don't give credit those credit to any of those games because that those really made you think. I mm-hmm. loved running roller coaster tycoon. Was I very was I good at it? It took me a lot of pains and a lot of different parts I had to redo. But yeah. you know, those those really made you think and understand those types of aspects of business that like you're not getting from like your high school teachings and things like that, which is kind of scary because it kind of makes you think like what is going on with like our school system because i think back like you know what should have i had when i was in high school i didn't really need like all those weird science classes and 
you know, or math, classes. or math classes, you need those things about like budgeting your money or like how, what's a, what do you do when it comes to like your paycheck? How, what learn about taxes? Like those things are like things that aren't even thought of when it comes to like your high school curriculum. And like, you slowly have to start to develop it when you're in college. So yeah, it's, by, it's really interesting. By developing in college, you mean besides maybe two percent of people in college who actually do that, the rest of us yeah. blow our money. There's two, there's two people on this screen right now that you know were part of that ninety eight percent that blew their money. There's another <laughs> yeah. one that's part of the two percent that was smart. Kevin, we are not the smart ones. Obviously, <laughs> obviously not. Obviously, Gordy was. Oh, yeah. Dude, Kevin. Yeah, Kevin made a great point. Is is there? There should be a little bit more of that educational aspect in terms of public education to have it. I mean, luckily for me, my dad was my, I guess, teacher in terms of budgeting, financial advice, like all that stuff, investing. So all that minutia of, of money and, and growth and all that came from him. I remember him just like teaching me Excel when I was like eight years old and trying to teach me the importance of it. And luckily for him, it panned out. So um, no, nah, definitely, uh, definitely trends that are going on in terms of people looking to shift over to. So if you can, by all means, learn a trade, find your niche, sciences and all that stuff make you well-rounded, but figure out what's good at you that you're excelled at and double down on that. Yeah. Like, That's the advice I give. I, I took, advice there. It took me four years out of college to figure out that I like doing recruiting and like project management. So finally found something I can do that with Kevin. It, he still works in within sports, but also has a very strong retail background that he has found his niche in. And he's grown there. So there's there's opportunities for every single one of us to, out there. It's just find it. And yep. it's going to take time. Dude, and once you find it too, and like I look at it like sports now. So I can relate to you guys on this subject. Let's try this out. You might oh like boy. This. Oh, boy. So you guys, I mean, you guys were competitive, right? Kevin, did you play sports in high school, college? Uh, so I <laughs> played sports, not for high school, but I, I was, I'd like to think I was active. Yes. So you were playing NFL <laughs> Blitz on PlayStation? Is that what you're no, saying? no. So, like, I'd play, like, my rec basketball leagues. I did play. I was on the golf team for a year. Um, but, like, I, w- I was not, like, Merritt, unfortunately, gifted and tall, you know. And I honestly, other, other sports that they wanted me to try was, like, track. And I'm like, ugh, I'm not into that whole yeah. running scene. But I like to think I was a little bit competitive. All right. What about you, Merritt? What'd you play? Uh, I played basketball, soccer, and lacrosse in high school. Um, before that, was always playing some type of sport. And then college, you know, at UNH, I was playing basketball with a bunch of different people every Friday, every Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I was yeah. like, would text like Robbie Hansen, who's a good buddy of mine, and like, yo, we want a ball. We go play basketball and we'd be playing basketball for, you know, hours and then went to West Virginia and was a practice player for the girls team. So played three more years of basketball after that. Yep. Played flag football. And now I've at this point in my career, I'm like, I'm retired. I will watch sports and I'll play pickup basketball. That's where I'm nice. at right now. Yeah. Nice. I mean, I, my extent is definitely nowhere near as extensive as merit, I more fell into a different fitness journey. Uh, so 
uh, Gordy, I am a former CrossFit Level 1 trainer, and I'm also a former certified Zumba instructor. So where, so where I, my competitiveness for CrossFit, you know, it's, you compete with yourself, but that whole aspect in like competing against others has, has been there. Yeah. And of course, when it comes to the Zumba world, you know, my competitive edge comes through in which, you know, I need to show out and that I'm better than everybody else. If we were to like show out and have different back-to-back classes against each other. So not as awesome as merits, but you know, I'm still out here. His Zumba oh, classes still- were fantastic. And I died every time I went. Nice. I mean, like you, you, you said the word is competitiveness. And the reason why I bring it up is so, so I played baseball my whole life. Everywhere we moved, we were playing baseball. I almost made it to the Little League World Series, um, almost represented Europe and almost had that flight over, but lost to Saudi Arabia. So I can tell you guys about that. But the reason why I bring up the competitiveness in terms of sports and stuff is that drive, that natural competitiveness that people have. I've, I've taken that from playing baseball to now fostering that to corporate America, figuring out how does that work in terms of growth and whatever, because that drive never leaves someone when you get it. And like now for me is I just condition it now to how do I do that within a different environment, which is a, a game or a team in terms of different companies, competition and internally as well. And that's just something that I picked up on in terms of what people should look at when they're doing a job, not just to do a job, but to take it as a competition or a challenge. I like that. That's I a like great, that way a to, great way to yeah. look at it. All right. Now you got to talk about that story that you just brought it yeah. up. Little League World Series. All right. So baseball, love the sport, played it my whole life, second base pitcher, left field. So when I lived in Germany, so I lived in Germany from 98 to 2002 and similar to like Babe Ruth, you guys had Babe Ruth over here? Yep. Is that what it was? Yeah. So I think it was around that Babe Ruth time frame where we would play locally in little teams all around in, in, in the neighborhoods. From those teams, you would have your, your regular season. Then you would have an all-star team in that little area, right? So you yep. make a little all-star team and then play different counties or whatever, similar to the U.S. So I lived in Germany at this point. We had the best team. We put together an all-star team representing a certain area. Then we played Germany's divisions to play all of teams in Germany, and our team won, crushed it. So now we represented Germany as the American team or, the, I guess, the German team playing teams like Italy, Spain, Saudi Arabia, so England. Cool. Portugal. So all those guys were playing and we all went to Kuno, Poland. Um, they have a, there's a great stadium over there where all the teams for those countries travel to put you in dorms. And then you did a tournament double elimination to then go to women's sport. So oh, that's our team freaking crushed it uh, representing Germany undefeated the whole way until the last match where us and Saudi Arabia beat England, beat Spain, beat all those teams. And then it's us against Saudi Arabia. And I think the year was 2000 on that one. So I could see where they ended up. But Saudi Arabia beat us. Double elimination. Got our asses whooped. They go on, take it off. But by all means, like that was a European division. It was a cool little story of how you start from small thing to represent a continent pretty much. To then go and play places like Japan, the U.S. and all that stuff. So fun little time. I got buddies from there that I'll I'll still connect with just like we do merit and just see, see what they're up to and just reminisce on those days but yeah very little time that is pretty cool that I, I did not know that that's and that's something not a lot of people are going to have an experience doing like yeah, that's a very that's small awesome. group of people so good for no, you. Def- 
Yeah, definitely, definitely one of those ones that hopefully you remember as much as you can getting old and all that. It's like, those are the good times. Yeah, I don't remember half the things I did. <laughs> but I think that's it's, because- It's it, getting scary because it's like, I'm getting to the point where I'm like, oh man, you know, the days when this, the, the, this happened and you're like, oh, that's a long damn time ago. I almost forgot about that. Like, man, remember when I did this? And you're going, oh, I was like five, six years old when that happened. Oh no. I live off of pictures. Thank God for the friends that I had taking pictures and put them on Facebook. Cause that's the only time I was like, Oh, we did do that. Yeah. It's yeah. not, it's not taking a picture of an evidence. Yeah. It's yes. Just, and it's funny. Cause pictures. a lot of people are like, Oh, I, I remember when I was younger, I was like, Oh, I hate pictures. I hate pictures. But like, now I think about, about it more. I'm like, man, I'm glad I love taking pictures because you know, it's true. Like sometimes like, yes, like, you know, sometimes the memory goes away and you need something to like relieve that, live, relive that memory, whether it's, some actual something substantial but a, a picture just works just as well dude you gotta do it you got the haters out there like why are you always taking pictures it's like all right you'll you'll thank me 30 years from now when you look back it's like oh my exactly. god exactly look how yeah. young you yeah. look oh dude I, I i do that every now and then i'll just go back through my instagram posts or facebook pictures and be like wow wow why did i go bald why did i do that that was a horrible <laughs> life decision well, who said that was a good good idea like Going yeah. through it, it is a lot of fun to do that. And then, like, you go, man, that was a lot Those different back then. Those were the times. Well, what was the quote from like the office of Andy Bernard is like, um, something about how do you know when the good times are being had? It's like, ah, hold on, let me pull it up. I'll pull it up. Pull it up. <laughs> you guys pull it keep up. going. All right. Yes. Well, let's see. The Celtics are on. How the Celtics doing? Yeah, give me an update. Give me an we update. We are down by four. Uh, with Damn just uh, just over nine minutes to go in this first half. All right, I got I got the quote. You ready? Yes. So it's, it's the office good old days is the thing. It says, "I wish there was a way to know you were in the good old days before you actually left them." Andy Bernard. That's a great quote. That is wow. You know what, man? That's a hell of a quote. And honestly, I need I need some. If you guys have any ideas of good quotes. Fun fact for everybody out here. I'm going to be an officiant for one of my really good friends' weddings next year. So, oh. like, I'm going to be, like, one of the people that's, like, marrying them. Shout out to my friend Jessiner and her fiancé, Derek. They're amazing. And I'm honored to be their officiant of their wedding. But I'm going to need to, like, get some fun, good quotes. So, if you guys have any, Gordy, you know, send them over my way through the Instagram. And I will make it happen. Oh, oh dude. I, I love good quotes. Good, good. You'll you'll find I'll some up, good I'll ones. another one. Oh boy. Oh there boy. Let's see if I can figure this one out. Hold on. There's a good one. All right, right here. So the quote was on Joe Rogan's podcast. It was an old one. Uh, I forget the man. Um, but it was a great quote. And I guess it's on episode 1309 for the Rogan show. But it's the quote is every man has two lives, and the second one starts when he realizes he has just one. Mm. <sighs> So that was a good one. I was like, oh, oh shit. Yeah. All right. Oh, yeah, there's, a, there's a lot of good oh. stuff. One of my favorite things to do for anybody that follows my regular Instagram at kquaver 624 Um, so I go to yoga. I'm a big yoga guy, Gordy. Um, and they have uh at their studio intention cards. Shout out to my homies at Tula Yoga. Um, and I pick one every Monday. So, like, I always love just like an intention, just think about one of my favorites. It's a Dolly Parton quote, and it's um what was it it's you can never get to the rainbow until you put up with the rain and i was like oh ain't that the truth though 
It is. Um, yeah. It's very true. Yes, I have to like go through my Instagram to see if any other good ones. You know, my but, question is, is who's getting this high to have these great quotes and create them? <laughs> who's that's, there? A, that's, that's true. That's true. Like, man, these guys got some deep thoughts. And I'm like, I, I love it first off. But man, how do you just sit there? And like, you know, what? I'm going to say this. I'm just going to write this that, down. They're the ones that coined it. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Well, guys, it's almost yes. in the end of the episode, I feel. Hold but on. Also, can I ask one what? more question? What? You can ask any question you want. Right. I was going to ask the question I have written up here of Memorial Day, but go right ahead. No, well, well, this is a very important question because uh, it, as you mentioned. It better be Eric, an important question. It's it's an important question. Mm, so, I don't believe you. I, uh, believe I you. see on your Instagram and Merritt mentioned, Gordy, oh, you are Filipino and you are, are you Japanese as well? No, just oh, Japan. Just, Filipino and Irish, baby. Filipino and Irish, amazing. Such a weird so, combination. Hey, combination. I, I, I've seen other combinations out here. Hey, you, you got, you make it work. So I was gonna say it is AAPI month, month of May, Asian American Pacific Islander. Oh. I was gonna say, what does it mean for you Ooh. to be Filipino, and how does your culture? And being Filipino, how has that resonated for you and made you as a person? I mean, that was that's actually a, a great that's question. A, dude, that's a great question. That was I'm a, great question. a great question. Because look, shout out to all the Filipinos out there and all the people that love yeah. their own culture. Yep. Is the Filipino culture. I don't know if you guys know this, but the Filipino, I mean, Kevin, you probably do. We take pride just like everyone else does. And, and the Filipinos are just looking to make that breakthrough because we don't get recognition for much. So when we do, we know what we, we got at hand. So, I mean, the Filipino culture, we're friendly motherfuckers. I don't know if I can say that on you guys' podcast. But yeah, we yeah. Are don't worry about it. Andrew will remember, blur it out if we have to. Uh, no, he won't. I remember, I remember going up to all the Filipino parties and bringing like my white friends over. And, like, yo, Gordy, what's going on? I'm like, yo, you cool. Don't worry. All the old ladies, they'll love you. They'll give you a dish, put as much food on your plate, and take care of you like they're one, you're one of their own. So like the Filipinos were loud, were vociferous. All the uncles, Tito, like Akuyas and everything, nieces, cousins. I mean, it's just, we're lively. And we're here to have a good time. And we know it's not for a long time sort of thing. So we take care of each other. And, and to that, Kevin, um, growing up all throughout these different countries, it was always awesome to find that niche of Filipinos and, and to share cultural backgrounds and just share experiences. Um, because there, there aren't many in the Northeast, I'll tell you that. Like uh, there's yeah. out in LA or down yeah. South in Florida. So when we run into them, it's like seeing, seeing Bigfoot and then calling it out. <laughs> but no, I yeah. take pride in it. I got, I got the tattoos. I got everything. So... Yeah, I got the pride. Yeah, I mean, I know, like, for me, it's like one of those things is like Filipinos, like, I always talk about, you know, we work hard and we, we love just as hard. But one <laughs> of the, it's like, you know, we care when we care a lot about each other. We, we're big into family. Um, you talk about, you just talked about one of my favorite things is, you know, we love to share our like love for like food and our, our culture with, everyone it's you know it's a it's a rule that i have with my friends when they come to my house and yep. it's like hey if you're full be prepared to become more full you know it's like it's, an italian you know, family yes very similar to an italian family probably why a lot of my close friends are italian because it's kind of like the same morals like you're coming if we are serving food you're having food it's there's no if ands or buts about it exactly dude here's the one thing advice i give to anyone so anyone out there listening is if you don't know a filipino find one make some friends 
And if you've never been to a Filipino party and indulge yourself in that, you've got to do it because you're going to come out feeling freaking fantastic and scared at the same time. Yes. Okay, here. While we're on the Filipino talk, two questions. Very important. Your favorite Filipino food and your favorite song for karaoke. Oh, Jesus. So I'll leave the karaoke up to the women. I I stay out of that. (laughs) I will tell you all Trust me, you hear you put a mic down in there. All the all the dads, all the magic mic, especially they all go out. It's like, oh, we gotta get beers. We gotta go out. Everyone's ditching, and it's all the ladies singing and laughing <laughs> louder than you can imagine. But to the food, so that's a tough one. I mean, you got lumpia, you got chicken yep. adobo, you got mm-hmm. synagogue, you mm-hmm. got all these great meals that you can have, pancit and all that stuff. So I make as much as I can. But if I had to put down one, it would probably be balut. No, I'm kidding. No, no way. <laughs> no, I don't I'm even. Kidding. I don't even mess with balut. Yo, if you guys don't know what is, take a look up, say Filipino balut or Filipino egg, and it'll... You'll know, no. Yeah. No, yes. I'll go with Lumpy on that one. What about you, Kev? What do you got? Yeah, I mean, honestly, the easiest way that I love to share my culture is, shout out to my mom. She makes a bunch of lumpia. Just share that. Just put that up there. I remember Joe Coy had it on, like, one of his, like, TV specials. Yeah. I don't care what anybody else says. I don't think anybody can beat the Filipino lumpia egg roll versus egg roll. Oh, dude. I don't think there is any matchup. Lumpia reigns supreme overall. Lumpia, Mary, you ever try that? Nope. All right, we gotta go find. All right, Mary, we're gonna come over to my house, and I'm gonna have make sure my mom has some lumpia for you on the road when we go to Pittsburgh. Okay, sounds good. Yes, I'm a big also. I'm a big. uh, I'm a big fan of Filipino breakfast. So like Casino Longanisa, that is like my jam. Oh, dude, I mean, all this sounds fantastic to a white kid right now, just so you guys are well. <laughs> Hell yeah, the I white kid it. right here is like, Oh my god, I'm, I'm hungry. Mary, it's crazy. Food. We actually have seasoning and flavor to our food. <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> my god, That's oh my amazing. wife is, is part Puerto Rican. I don't remember. Puerto Rican, got some, no, all right. no, what is it? Portuguese, Portuguese. Portuguese. Sorry, no, well, sorry, with a P. We can edit that out, right? You don't yeah, want to stop. Yeah. You don't want to stall yeah. her on. Dude, 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 good thing she doesn't listen to the podcast. We're good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, dude, no. they got some good foods over there too. So she makes, and she's a very, very good cook. So she'll she'll throw stuff together and stuff. So don't worry. I do like my plain, ordinary food because I am white. But I also <laughs> like spicy stuff too. So I'm cool. Oh, I love it. There you go. But there you Kevin, go. I don't know if you have, um, we we're kind of talking about it a little earlier before the podcast, but one of the things I want to bring up is like the Filipino family. So like we, my mom just finally finished building our house over there so we can go over there now and live for a good amount of time. My parents usually try to do that for like eight months and just live over in the Philippines. I went there back in 2019 in January, luckily before COVID. And I haven't seen my cousins for like 15 years. And I go back over there. They don't speak English really. Maybe like couple words here and there. I don't speak Tagalog, which is their native tongue. And I'm sitting there with two of my cousins, Jerwin and Gervin. Great names, I know. And we're sitting on the front deck one of the first nights I'm there. And I'm trying to like just communicate with them and just get a feel for it and understand what's going on. So lo and behold, um, my cousin, she goes and grabs a case of, of red horse beer. So big tall boys, malt liquor, and 24 of those. And I, I shit you not, we're sitting there Halfway through that case of beer, we're all speaking fluently to each other somehow, and we're having a conversation. They're going back and forth, oh, and we knew exactly what we were talking about. And it that was, is amazing. It was hilarious because the one thing I wanted to bring out too is, 
I don't know um, the other side of your family, Kevin, or if, you, if you're just full out Filipino. My Irish side, it's my grandparents, my dad and his two brothers, and then me and my brother. And that's the, that's the what's the term? The family tree, I guess. Yeah. So there's what? Six of us? Seven of us? On my mom's side, my grandparents had eight kids, including my mom. They then had kids all throughout their own. And at the next level, my niece and nephew, from my mom's side, and we counted 100. There's 100 people now from those two. Oh. My dad's side only had two. Yeah. Yeah. Your dad's like, well. <laughs> yeah, I think that's one thing with, uh, with like Filipinos. Like we have like, we're all very close. So like my dad, my parent, my mom had like six siblings and they've all had kids. Yeah. Um, and then my dad is also, I want to say six siblings. And it's funny because my mom and my dad are both the youngest of both of their families. So like me and my sister, they are the youngest out of all of their, all of all the cousins. And there's oh, a geez. bunch of us. So like, <laughs> you know, like when it comes to family parties, there's, there's a ton. And then all of my cousins, they have kids. And then it's just a whole big circle. And I think that's one of the things that I love about being a Filipino is that like, you know, when you're family, you're family. So like, you know, we, even, if you're, not, the, even if you're not family, you're family. That's how yeah. I see it. Yeah. Whenever you, whenever, whether you're my second cousin, you're my cousin, you know, and that's, and that's one of the things that like, I think is rare. I a lot of people don't like have is they don't have that person. Like they may not reach their second cousin. Like we have cousins that are in New Jersey. That's on my mom's side, but they're the second cousins of my mom's side, but we're right. still close. So, you know, it's just a big, big family deal. That's why, like, it's crazy. I think I think out of this whole thing, we just got to get married to a Filipino party. Merrick, you and your wife out there. Oh, my God. Merrick, we got to get you to a Filipino party. <laughs> ASAP, Rocky. I, I we, will be there. Made that you, happen. you tell me when I need to be there. I will be there. And I will have a plethora of fun. We'll make sure I have a room for you set up so you don't you just enjoy. You just crash. I'll make sure the room is distant from mine. Obviously, you'll have to hear me snoring. No, I, I, sure. I wanted to be as close to your room as possible so I can take stupid pictures of you snoring and having foam come out of your mouth. Oh, my gosh. Gotta love that one. Yeah, Always. you'll never live that one down. Well, I will never. I will. I'm waiting for the anniversary photo for you to send it to me. You always no, have it's it already passed. No, it, it hasn't passed. Has it passed? Yeah, it was like back in. Oh, in the I, beginning of like. Yeah, April. I think. Yeah, I already sent it to you. It was a while ago, bud. Sad face. Yeah, oh. I know. It happens. Yes. All right. So Memorial Day is coming up, boys. Any, any fun plans? Oh, dude. I got the best weekend. So me and my buddies Ooh. are going to this place called Bluff Point in Plattsburgh, New York. Ooh. Golf all day, every day. I don't know if you ever heard about it. Look it up. I mean, it's a stay and play package. So you guys, you guys golf at all? No. Nah. Oh I God, tried to golf other than top golf. Now my golfing is, is rough right now. Dude, there's, there's top a golf is great. It's only 10 minutes from my house. Oh shit. I'm coming down. Do you got an extra bedroom? Oh yeah. I've got like three. You're good. Oh shit. Not as so like uh, this bluff point place is, is we're staying there for three nights. Golf carts. When you get on, on the course, unlimited golf, you got the cabin staying there right there. Bonfires, horseshoes, grilling, chilling, drinking. Three nights this weekend, each of us paid, I think it was like three, 390, 390 bucks for unlimited golf, unlimited golf carts, three nights lodging, and it's up in Plattsburgh, New York, right on Lake Champlain. 
dude, you bastard. I literally was just in Lake Placid like a week and a half ago. And that's only an hour from there. I went up to, um, we were past Port Kent. I think we went to like Keene or Platts. Actually, Plattsburgh is actually where we went. Plattsburgh is not that nice, just so you're well aware. Not a, oh, dude. <laughs> yeah. it's a, it's, my wife's like, oh, that'd be a, nice, a cute little town. I was like, no, I expected it to be a crap hole. And it's a crap hole. So do not leave the resort that you're going to be on. <laughs> hey, look at here. Can I share my screen? Can I do that? Uh, See if you can do that. We haven't done a shared screen on the recording. Yo, let me share my screen. Mary. Yeah, do it. All right. You, uh, can you enable it? Yeah, there you go. You should be able to do it now. All right. There we go. Oh, check first, this out. First shared screen oh, from Manly nice. Music. Yeah, we should probably start doing this a little bit more, but probably. All right. So this is Bluff Point. I mean, you got cabins and stuff. Let me go to the first picture. So this is what it's at right here. So you got all the cabins lined up here. You got all the golf course. You're on the water. So you can bring a boat and dock out if you want. Oh, that's so dope. I mean, these are the cabins. You got grill pits and whatever, fire pits, drinking all night. The greens are fabulous, dude. It's a, it's just like a fun little oh, tucked away gem. Awesome. Oh, that's and fire. Yeah, and it's dirt cheap too. I mean, two nights if you get you can do it enough two nights you can get it for like two hundred bucks. Cool. Right. No, yeah, that's that's my that's Memorial crazy. Day weekend. Me and my boys try to do it every year. Get it going, have fun with it. That'd be awesome. Yeah. That will definitely be awesome. Kevin, what are you doing? Um, so I know I have to work a little bit of it, but I know my CrossFit gym that I used to go to, uh, shout out to my old CrossFit gym, CrossFit Bacon here in Old Bridge, well, Matawan, New Jersey. Um, I know they're going to try and celebrate Memorial Day weekend. They always do it every year by doing the Murph workout, which is one mile run, hundred, uh, pull-ups, 200 pushups, 300 squats, followed by one mile run. They've asked me if I want to participate. I don't know if I have the body or age to the body to do it, but it'll be a game time decision. We'll see how I'm feeling, see what I can get through. Maybe I'll do half. Um, but I know a couple of our friends were looking to go down to a place called Donovan's down by us here by the, in Jersey. Yo, I've been Not, to that place. Donovan's Reef in uh, in Jersey. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've been to that place. Oh, it's bomb.com. It's it is a lot of fun. Let me know if it's that yo, that's the yo, one. You, you you keep talking. I'm gonna look this up. I'm pretty yeah. sure. <laughs> so it's like the start of like summer. It's yep. a lot of fun. You know, people like they bring their beach chairs and everything. So we we're probably gonna do that and then just have a good time and live the good life. But Donovan's <laughs> is a hell of a lot of fun. Good, yeah. My yoga studio used to do beach yoga over there. And it'd be solid because all I would do is like I would do yoga, then I would just have to get a wristband so I could stay and I just have a beach day and I just have a hell of a time. That's awesome. That's why that's what I did on my birthday last year. My sister and my cousin came. Uh we did yoga on the beach at like 9 30 in the morning. And then right after the club opened, start drinking at 10 a.m. And then like pretty much drink until I can't drink anymore. Yo, yeah, is, you were blacked out. Yo, so check this out. I just went on their website. These guys know marketing one on one. They got a live beach cam on their website. Of oh their my gosh! And oh, everything. So that is amazing. Is, when this place is bumping, I mean, they just changed the angle. But this other side is when this place is bumping. You probably yeah over here. You probably see it. If I don't know why you'd be on this at like ten o'clock at night, but you'd probably want to be at that party going on. These people are kicking it right here. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wait, just creepily so stare at these I, I cannot believe that you found that they have like a beach like 
cam. Live, live beach, beach cam. cam. That's hilarious. I had yeah, no idea. Place, yeah, this place looks like check out the outdoor bar. So like, yo, good oh, stuff. Oh, oh my god, you know what's hilarious? Right over by this Donovan's Reef sign are two of my friends that are literally right where your cursor is. Right here, these two? Hold on. I'm going to take a picture and send it to them because <laughs> oh this my. is hilarious. Yeah, that's, that's great. That's them, like, literally at Donovan's. If you if you look really close, too, in the back right, you can see Merritt getting kicked out. I think I see handcuffs. Good job, <laughs> dude. That was me. Sorry. I one time, you know, one time at band camp, it kind of happened. <laughs> Dude, the Ooh, fact oh these guys God. have a live beach cam. That is so awesome. I mean, the that place is, is dead right now, but... Yeah, it's man. because it's, like, cold, but, yeah. Shout out to Donovan's. It is pretty cold right now, yeah. It's, like, That's 50 awesome. degrees here. Uh, what do you got, Merritt? What do you got going um, on? Let's see. I got to work Friday, which sucks. And my boss has a meeting until, like, 4.30. I was like, <laughs> no. I'm, I'm, like, cutting out of work at 3 to do whatever I want. Um, But... Okay. Friday, Saturday, our friends have a pool, so they're having a big, like, 90s-themed pool party. The infamous 90s party? Yeah. Yes, I cannot wait yeah. to see so, you rock it. So I, I got a whole... Gordy, have you ever seen the movie White Man Can't Jump? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm dressing as Billy Hoyle. Uh, oh, nice, dude. I got the shoes, got everything, so I'm going to dress as that. Um but it's just going to be a chill day. We're hanging out there, drinking, relaxing by the pool. Um, I think that's really it. Sunday would probably just be I'll, like normal, go to the gym like I normally do. But uh, crushing it. I'll probably do a couple things around the house and maybe start a couple projects I've been looking to do. But otherwise, it's just a nice chill weekend, like three days off. You know, I mean, nice. I'm assuming people are going to be drinking. So make sure you pour one out for the cause and put the ones that didn't make it home. So. Mm. Have a little always. sip on that one. Always. That's always. why we're having it. Yep. All right, Kevin, did we miss anything? Do you have any more Filipino questions? Uh, <laughs> negative. I don't have anything. This was a lot of fun. Uh, oh, yeah. Gordy, it was a pleasure to meet you. Uh, hopefully we get to pour one and uh, together in person one day. And we can we'll make that make happen. It happen. Yeah, oh, we're definitely going to sure, make yes. it happen. Yeah, dude, definitely fun. Merit, Kevin, thanks for having me on here. This is a blast. Great time. I mean, you guys are crushing it. It's a good time. Um, I mean, for your listeners and everything, hopefully it's entertaining. They get information out of it. They learn. Talk about what you guys like in terms of sports and all that. And freaking keep keep rolling with it, guys. Yeah. We'll, we'll, yeah you know, thank you. We always want to have good guests on like yourself, Gordy, and bring a different, diverse crowd to our, our podcast to give any ideas or anything out there. But you're always more than welcome to come back whenever. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, here's the thing, people. I mean, what YouTube has the comment section. Listeners, what do you guys want to hear about? What do you yeah, guys want? We, to, we, yeah, we've asked out there, and they just. They, we, we also need to turn the comments on on our YouTube video. <laughs> Is it not on? They're all off because I wanted to try and comment something one I'm, day, and they're off. All right, I will dive into this because <laughs> I can still control everything. Yes, yeah, the they've, they've been sending in snail mail. Open up your mailboxes and install envelopes. Probably. Like, oh, well, what's happened? I don't even know how to do that. Well, ask Andrew. Andrew. Mary, give me an update. What's the score right now? 3840? Is that what I'm seeing? 3540. Oh, I was in and out. Tatum looks like he's having an off night. That's great. But I need some support. Yeah, he needs a little bit something. So awesome. 
All right, brothers. Hey, all right, boys. This again next time. Let's do it live. Let's oh, we... have some some drinks and stuff, right? I'm cool with that. That'd be fun. We would. Yeah, we're definitely gonna need to do a live podcast at some point. Yeah. Maybe one of these days we'll go on, Inst- on Instagram live and we can figure out a way to share it that way. But we'll, we'll figure Andrew's, it out. That's Andrew's job, hey. not mine. That's there true. We go. <laughs> awesome. awesome. Well, Kevin, get us out of here. All right. Word. Awesome. So again, shout out to Gordy for um, coming out. Great guests. Really appreciate you, sir. You have any socials that you'd like to share if anybody wants to I'll follow? I mean, you can follow me, but I wouldn't. So <laughs> if, you, <laughs> if you really want to uh, follow these guys, I'm just Gordy underscore O. Just having a fun time, living life casually to the fullest. There it is. So you have Gordy right there. Feel free to make sure you are, if you're watching this, continue to watch it at uh, our YouTube channel at The Manly Musings Podcast. Follow Merritt at, on his Instagram at Merritt underscore P. Follow me at kquava624. Follow the podcast Instagram at the Manly Musings Pod. Uh, make sure you listen to us on all of your streaming platforms. We're on Apple Music. I'm sorry, Apple Podcasts. We are on Spotify. We're on Google Play. If you could, please leave us a review and release the follows. So please leave us an awesome review. We appreciate it. Yep, episode 33 is in the books, and we will see you next week for episode 34. Peace, Peace y'all. y'all.